sheep. And so we'll begin reading with, uh, in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spoke Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Shall we pray? Loving Father, we do thank you for this passage concerning the, the Jesus as the good shepherd of the sheep. And we do thank you, Father, that in this passage there is much here for us to be edified in and uh, much for us to understand concerning those who are the true shepherds of the sheep and those who are truly impostors and not the true shepherds at all. And we pray, Father, that you will bless your word to our hearts and strengthen us in our walk of faith that we may glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, as we come to this passage here, uh, I've given it the, the title this afternoon, Calling the Sheep, as we find that the shepherd does call the sheep out of the sheepfold, and that the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And so there is that sense uh, that uh, the sheep know the shepherd, and the shepherd know the sheep. And so um, we find that these three areas we'll look at this afternoon. First of all, the imposter steals his way in among the sheep. And so in a sense, I'm using the word imposter here for one who is not the true shepherd at all, but one who poses as such, one who calls himself a shepherd or a teacher of the sheep, but they are not the true, he is not the true uh, shepherd at all. And we find that there are many who would... Uh, do that sort of thing for different reasons of course but there are many who would do that and we find that in Jesus on day when he was using this parable there were those who would be who were would be teachers there were those who were religious rulers there were those who who pretended to be in authority in in a spiritual way over the people uh, to give them the truth of the word of God but in fact they were not giving them the truth at all because they did not even recognize the true Messiah of God as he came. Um, and so they were, not, they were not true shepherds, but rather they, Jesus likens them to thieves um, who steal their way in among the sheep. 
Secondly, the true shepherd leader of the sheep enters by the gate. Enters by the gate. Well, as you notice on your, on your program this afternoon, there is a, put a, a sheepfold on there. And uh, you notice it's a stone enclosure, and uh, there is just one way in uh, to that enclosure. That's the sheepfold. And we'll find that um, um, only the shepherd leader, the true shepherd leader of the sheep, enters by the gate, by the gate, uh, to get in. And uh, we find that uh, that's the kind of like the authorized entry. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit, why that, um, that is the case and why others, such as a false teacher or as an imposter, uh, does not enter that way. We'll talk about that too. Um, then thirdly, we see that the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd say, Amen. Now, we're used to that terminology, but this, uh, I'm using that word because it's employed in a different way here in the passage. And you may be interested in that when we get there. So these are the three areas we'll look at. First of all, uh, the imposter steals his way in among the sheep. So look at verse, verse 1 of chapter 10. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Now, a little bit of an explanation about the sheepfold. Of course, it is a, very much a, something culturally and agriculturally connected to uh, the shepherding of the sheep in the days of um, the Old Testament and, of course, the New Testament period of time as well. And I suppose even today they may have more sophisticated sheepfolds, but uh, anyone who would care for their sheep uh, would probably use some kind of an enclosure or some kind of means of protecting their sheep at night. And we find that the, the practice here was uh, to use one of these enclosures, one of these walled or fenced enclosures, and uh, they would uh, herd their sheep into these, this enclosure uh, at night, and there would be uh, someone who would take stand guard, as it were, uh, at the entrance of the sheepfold. Now, if you were out in the wilderness, like perhaps like David in the Old Testament, and he's caring for his sheep, um, he would probably have some kind of an enclosure, and uh, he himself, the shepherd, would be in that entrance to the sheepfold. Uh, as you can see here, this was somewhat of a natural cave, which was in the side of the hill, and then they just rocked around it uh, on two sides and came against the side that was kind of an embankment, evidently. Um, and so they, did, they just had to gather rocks enough to, to kind of corner them into this uh, enclosure at night. And the shepherd, he would just park himself right there in that, that entrance at night and, and he would keep watch over his sheep because uh, his sheep were very important. In fact, they were his livelihood. Uh, they was his life. 
Uh, without the sheep, he couldn't farm, he couldn't do anything, couldn't have clothing, as clothing was uh, also a part of uh, the raising of the sheep, as well as uh, for food, and as well as for sacrifice, and as well as uh, for uh, po- populating the herd. Um, all of that was a part of it, and I'm sure there were other uh, factors involved in shepherding the sheep as well. Um, and we find that the shepherd then uh, watched over his sheep very carefully. Now, if you happen to be a very wealthy uh, shepherd, um, a, sheep, a sheepholder, that is, uh, you might have a shepherd, but you might also hire what is called a porter. Uh, a porter was someone who was, was hired to be right there at night and to be a watcher, as the word porter means watcher. And, uh, and so the porter would uh, also be involved in this uh, a whole scheme of things as he is very much there involved in taking care of the sheep. And you notice here in verse 3, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. So uh, as we're talking here in the beginning of this uh, a parable about the imposter, or the one who steals his way in, says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way. And so, as this is a parable, it is an illustration of sorts, then, that tells us about those who might seek entrance in among the sheep. And we understand that uh, this, is, uh, this parable, then, has another meaning to it. Uh, as far as the Pharisees and Sadducees and the religious rulers of the day, uh, Jesus was the, the analogy here or the parable was indicating that there were those who called themselves leaders, but actually they were imposters. They, 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 had, they claimed authority over the people, but in fact um, their authority was somewhat uh, um, bogus because they were not true shepherds of the sheep. They they did not have the true um, uh, welfare of the sheep in mind as they were shepherding them. They were pretty much self-righteous and conceited uh, rulers, and uh, they did not want to give up their authority. Uh, They wanted to keep that authority as much as possible, Uh, And so Jesus uses this parable to say something uh, to them. Uh, But we know that according to the parable here, um, they didn't understand. Look at verse 6. This parable spoke Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke unto them. So here is Jesus using a very natural illustration uh, to create a, a story um, of sorts to teach a very important spiritual lesson, but it went right over the heads of the Pharisees altogether. And as Jesus told his disciples, um, the parable was basically designed for the disciples to understand and the rest of the people. He really was not so concerned that they knew or not. He wanted his own disciples to understand. Now why would he do that? except for the fact that they were the ones who were the true sheep of the shepherd. And he is the true shepherd of the sheep. And he is the true door by which 
the sheep find entrance and go in and out and are cared for. Uh, so, um, uh, Jesus uh, used this, this spiritual truth, a parable, to teach a very important spiritual lesson. And, but as many parables, um, the religious rulers of the day, it, they didn't get it at all. Uh, because they did not have the understanding uh, to understand these spiritual truths. As you look in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 15... We find this being said here, Matthew chapter 7, in verse 15, he says, Beware of false prophets who come in, come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So um, here is the false teacher, if you would. Here is the, the imposter. Uh, here is the one who would steal his way in. Uh, here is the, the thief and the robber that came not but for to steal. Now it's interesting the word for thief, uh, which we find employed uh, here in this passage in John chapter 10. He talks about the thief. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the, the thief, the same as a thief. It is the word collapsus. Maybe you've heard the word kleptomaniac. Have you heard the word klepto? Yes. He's a klepto. He's, he's a thief. Uh, and so we, we get a lot of our, our words from um, either the Latin or the Greek and that sound very similar. And we find that um, here the, um, the thief, uh, he is... Um, he is one who steals his way in. You see, the imposter steals his way in. A contemporary version of this is, um, you might have a delivery man coming to your door, but you're looking for the authentic UPS delivery man. And who comes? A porch pirate. He's, he's somebody, he's, he steals his way in and steals your package off on your porch and runs away with it. Uh, so... <laughs> You see what I mean? There, there are those who are imposters. Uh, they're not really who they say they are at all. And uh, they, they want to steal something. Well, in this sense, uh, we find that the Pharisees uh, wanted to hold on to their authority. They did not want to lose the uh, uh, control they had over the people. Uh, let's face it, the people brought a lot of money into the temple treasury. Uh, they bought sacrifices to bring into sacrifice. And uh, there was a lot of marketing going on, right? Um, sometimes religion has a lot of marketing associated with it. And you will notice that the more they market, the more religion tries to market something, the less spiritual they seem to be. They seem to get caught up in that whole thing of uh, getting money and gain out of religion somehow. Well, the Pharisees, they, of course, uh, were looking to control the people. And so the imposter steals his way in among the sheep. Of course, there's another bigger lesson being taught here, isn't it? Jesus, Jesus Christ is the only true shepherd of the sheep. That comes out, of course, in, in this parable as well. One that we should not forget.
Jesus Christ is the only true shepherd. Uh, another kind of a, a sense of this too is this. Uh, uh, the pastor uh, is called a shepherd. The word poimon is used for shepherd. And the word shepherd and pastor are used in the New Testament in a kind of a synonymous term. A, sh a pastor is a shepherd of the sheep. So here we have um, today in our contemporary society, um, we know that those who would be true shepherds must be true pastors. They must be those who truly care for the welfare of the sheep. And they're not doing it just for gain, just for monetary gain. They're doing it because they love the sheep and they love the Lord and they want to uh, truly uh, keep the sheep together as a group that they might um, prosper and be blessed of God. Uh, so you see there is some little uh, other applications that can be made here. Uh, secondly, the true shepherd leader of the sheep enters by the gate. Now we've already talked about that here. Um, as you see, that, sh that sheepfold has a gate. It's, it's called a gate, but you don't see any bars or anything. It's just referring to an entry point. An entry point uh, that um, is created so that the sheep can be protected. Um, and so we, as we read on here in verse 2, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And so we find that this is, is this, this relationship that is between the shepherd and the sheep. Um, it is a relationship that uh, is very important to the life of the sheep because they are protected by the shepherd. And uh, we, if you want to turn back again to Matthew chapter 7 where we were before, uh, there's a couple of verses just before the one that I read in verse 13 and 14. And I'd like to connect these two with the idea of gate here. Uh, chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, it says, Enter in at the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be who go in that way. Because narrow is the gate, and hard is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So we find this, uh, this gate, if you will, this entry point uh, that is spoken of here um, in the scriptures uh, that the thief tries to enter some other way than by the gate. They try to enter some other way. But we know that in true salvation there is only one way to enter. And you can be sure that if there is a true shepherd, he is going to be at the gate. He is not going to be climbing over the wall somewhere. He is not going to be trying to 
tell people, well, you can enter, you can enter into heaven by good works. Or you can enter into heaven by uh, um, saying your, your prayers in a certain manner. Or by eating a certain crumb of food. Or by doing any other kind of religious ceremony that might be that you might be associated with in many many religious circles, uh, or following a certain person. Um, no, we find that Jesus Christ is more than just a person. He is the Son of God. And since this parable is teaching about the true shepherd of the sheep, the good shepherd of the sheep, the one who is the true Messiah of God. We find that all others are imposters unless they are those who have been hired by God to be the under-shepherds of the true shepherd. In other words, the true pastors. And where are they located? Well, they're located at the gate. They're located at the entry to eternal life. They're the ones preaching the gospel of Christ. They're the ones telling the good news to all. They are the ones protecting the sheep because they need to be protected too in view of many who would give false information. Many imposters who would want to steal their way in among the sheep. Many who would want the authority, the religious authority that they, that they desire and the power and perhaps even the wealth that they desire are from the sheep. See, uh, we find that uh, uh, the true shepherd of the sheep is very well acquainted with the narrow way which leads unto life eternal. And so enter in at the narrow gate, for wide is the gate that, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Oh, there's another entry point, but it's the one that goes to destruction. It is not the one that goes to life eternal, you see. And, and then it goes on to say, And many there be that go in that way, that is the broad way. In verse 14, Because narrow is the gate, and hard is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Well, see, in the sheepfold there is only one entry point. It is a narrow gate. And um, you, the sheep must go in and out through that narrow gate, which is the uh, type, if you will, of entering into eternal life through Christ himself, who is the good shepherd of the sheep. And so the true shepherd leader of the sheep enters by the gate, as he speaks of it here in, in verse 2. And he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Uh, and so the word uh, for door here, of course, uh, has to do with that entry point. Um, it is a word which uh, has to do with entering in, means through or by, and uh, it is that gate of which the good shepherd or the good pastor, who is the under-shepherd, uh, is watching and is seeking to have his sheep go in at and to be protected there in that place. Uh, the third thing we want to look at here is uh, the sheep hear his voice. Um, they hear the voice of the shepherd say amen. The shepherd says amen. That's what the shepherd says. 
Look at the parable, if you would, again, here in John chapter chapter 10. And this, is a, this one is kind of interesting, I thought, that uh, the words that are used in fir- the first verse, verily, verily, are the words, amen, amen. That's, that's, the word, that's the word for verily, being translated verily here. It can also mean surely. But it also means amen. As to confirm what is being said. And so um, that is a little interesting uh, tidbit here. And I thought I'd pick up on that. Because we're so used to using the word amen at the end of our prayers. Uh, which we say is means so be it. And that is what the Greek word here is. Amen. Which can be translated verily, can be translated surely, can be translated so be it. Uh, so it has these, these various uh, translations, um, interjections, if you will. And, and so uh, for the sake of understanding this better... Who can say amen and so be it, but he who is the good shepherd of the sheep? Who, who can say amen to something and know that it is going to truly happen except Jesus, who is the true Messiah of God? In fact, he is the amen. He is the amen. Uh, he is the I am. Uh, he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. And so, he, yes, he is the Amen. And so he says, um, the King James uses it verily, verily, but some of the translations may say surely, surely. But it is the word Amen. And so the shepherd, the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd say, Amen. Now, this, this, this relationship between the shepherd and the sheep is unique. You see, the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. Have you ever, if you've ever had animals, well, you do. Probably you've all named your dogs and cats, right? Um, and you say, well, my dog's name is Buffy, or maybe it's Fido, or maybe it's Butch, or, um, or you've called it some, some name. But every time you call that name, your dog comes running. And maybe you had the same experience with a cat. But if you've had farm animals, so maybe you have the same experience with farm animals. Well, we used to have farm animals years ago when we was much younger. And uh, we named our, our cows and our calves and, and everything. And they, they responded to names that you use on a continual basis with them. And uh, it is said that uh, also the shepherds uh, would name their sheep. Probably their lead sheep especially. The one that was more prominently the leader of the herd. The one that was the head of the herd. And many herds are like that. They'll have a, they'll have a lead animal. Whether it's a, a cow or a, a steer or uh, whatever kind of an animal it might be. If, if it's part of a herd, there may be a lead uh, animal. And the shepherd could speak that name of that animal and they would just automatically start following. But if it was somebody else, 
Somebody else tried to, to call the sheep. They would not hear them because their voice inflection would not be understood by the animal. They wouldn't understand it. Because the true shepherd has a very unique relationship with the sheep. In other words, it's trustworthy. And, and by the way, that's another translation of the word amen, trustworthy. Um, as men, sometimes Greek words have various translation usages when they in sentence construction. But anyway, so we find here the sheep, hear the voice, all of the shepherds say amen. He's, the, the shepherd says amen. In other words, he speaks and they understand him and they know that he's trustworthy. They know that he, what he says is true. They understand that it is surely him who is speaking, who is my, my leader, my, my, my true shepherd. And, and they follow. And, and that's what the passage is indicating here, isn't it? Um, verse 4, well, let's talk verse 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. Now, we talked about the porter. Uh, some of the shepherds had this other person they hired to watch at night uh, while they took a few naps themselves and uh, so the porter was was an important person the one who watched to him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice and he calleth his own sheep by name and he leadeth them out so the shepherd comes along he the porter is there watching the sheep at night uh, he knows the shepherd he opens the the gate for the uh, for the sheep uh, for the shepherd to go in, the shepherd speaks to his sheep, and they immediately come to attention, and they follow him right out. They follow him out. Uh, and when the porter, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, verse four, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. They know his voice. So what a wonderful picture it is here that is given to us of Jesus, and how that he is the good shepherd of the sheep. And how that we know his voice. Now, you who are sheep, um, you are very experienced sheep, by the way. So, uh, you know the shepherd when he speaks. Um, if he started saying something that was not right, you would immediately know it. But because your shepherd is a true shepherd, you, you hear his voice and you immediately respond to what the shepherd is saying. You see, this is, this is a perfect picture of what the shepherd is like to his own sheep. They respond to him. They, they, they love the shepherd. He loves them. He cares for them. Uh, he feeds them. He, he ministers to them in every way possible. And see, here is Jesus. Jesus uh, is the true shepherd of the sheep. The true, true shepherd of the sheep. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. They know his voice. Uh, verse 5, And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Let's see, a stranger, you know, doesn't have a chance. A stranger is going to have to try to drive the sheep. But if you ever tried to drive animals, they kind of scatter. They don't exactly. You ever try to drive a, a flock of chickens? You, you can't drive a flock of chickens. <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> sheep, you might be able to hurt them if you had a dog or something. Even today, you know, they have sheep dogs. And you might be able to hurt them. But um, they wouldn't respond if you were not the true shepherd. 
if they did not know you. They would not respond well at all. And we find even in Christ's day, there were many who did not respond well to the Pharisees, who did not respond well to the religious rulers who were trying to control them and manage them. But when Jesus came along and did not require anything of them, he only told them the way, the truth, and the life. He only told them of the true gate, the straight gate, unto eternal life. He only healed them. He only blessed them. He only did miracles for them, fed them, and did all sorts of healings. In other words, the Lord himself was true in every sense of his uh, uh, manner of life to them, as a true shepherd, as the true Messiah of God, as the one who was called to lead them out of their bondage and their sin. But the Pharisees, not so much at all. And so we find that uh, the sheep hear the voice of the shepherds speak, say, if you will, speak, say amen, say that he is worthy, say that he is the one that is the way, the truth, and the life, say that he is surely he who was promised to come and did come in the fullness of the glory that God meant to send him forth. You see, all of this is a part of, of the uh, inclination that the good shepherd was trying to communicate uh, unto the sheep. And so in verse 6, he says, This parable spake Jesus unto them, that they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Now, of course, the them here has to be the Pharisees. It has to be the religious rulers. It has to be those who were not uh, listening with the true ears to hear or with the true sight to see. Uh, because even though he spoke plainly in a parable, they still could not put the spiritual truth to it. Uh, they only heard what they wanted to hear. And uh, they had their own preconceived notions already. And so in verse 7, Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, or surely, surely, uh, Amen and Amen, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. So be it and so be it, I am the door of the sheep. Emphatically so, to state that he is the one by which the sheep must enter in and come out of the sheepfold. In verse 8, all that, ever came, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. The same word here for thieves is the word meaning to steal and robbers to destroy. But the sheep did not hear them. In verse, uh, that is, the sheep did not hear the Pharisees, the, 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 those who would be strangers, those who would, would speak but did not have the true amen of God in them. You see, they, the sheep did not hear them. Uh, verse 9, I am the door, by me if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. And so here is Jesus, he is the shepherd of the sheep, he is the good shepherd. 
He is the door. He is the gate unto eternal life. Uh, and now if any man enter in through him, you see, they can go in and out. They can be saved and they can find pasture. And of course the analogy in both of these is very important to eternal life. Uh, to, to be saved, to know what true life is, eternal life is, and to have pasture, to, as the sheep are taken out to the pasture, that they might be fed and they might be protected and cared for and they might be nourished in the things of God. And so today, even today, why do churches have pastors that they can trust, that are trustworthy, that are surely the, speak the amen of God in the things that they say? Why do they? That the, but that the sheep can be cared for, and the sheep can know the way of eternal life, and the sheep can be blessed of God. And so here is that uh, wonderful truth concerning the Lord Jesus. And so in verse 10, we'll stop there. The thief cometh not but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. So once again, uh, the, the thief is not to be trusted. The thief is not to be trusted. Uh, Their the motive is altogether different. It is to kill, it is to destroy, and we find that uh, there is no life in them. There is only life in Christ, who came to give life more abundantly to all who would believe. And so, the calling of the sheep. So in this particular sense here, in this parable of the calling of the sheep, as well as Jesus being the good shepherd, we find that he is the, the one who could call them because he is the amen of God. What he says is true. What he says surely will come to pass. What he says is trustworthy. What he says is the so be it and the amen of God. Shall we pray? Loving Father, we do thank you for your word to us. We ask your blessing, Father, upon your word that we might be built up in the things of Christ and that we may know that Jesus is our true amen. And we thank you and praise you, Father, for this wonderful, wonderful parable. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, for our closing hymn, we'll turn to page 100, number 100. And, uh, of course, this is uh, one which goes along very well with what we're talking about here. The Lord is my shepherd. Or the Lord's my shepherd, as the title says.
Are you on the wrong page? Okay. Uh, he was on 99, wasn't you? I was going to say something wasn't quite right there. Let's try that one more time. Okay. that one a little bit more and before we can try it again let's have a word of prayer loving Father we do thank you that truly you have, you have given us a shepherd that is worthy and we thank you Father that the Lord Jesus Christ as he guides us and leads us and directs us aright we find in him all that is truly of God and we thank you Father that we know of the voice of the shepherd and he knows our voice as well and that we lead we are led and guided by that voice of the word of god and of the, the spirit of christ 
And we just praise you, Father, for this. And, and so we ask your blessing upon your word and upon our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.